Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, and we're also heard on the Christian Sentinel Radio Network, which is the network of our sister, Jackie Eleanor, who's our special guest today. And we're going to talk about Antichrist rising, and they they seem to be popping up all over the place, amen? This kind of crazy world we're living in, and all we can say is, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Don't forget our website, propheticnews.com, and our YouTube channel that's under my name, Susan Puzio. And we also have our books, Seed Faith, Can a Man Bribe God? And Paula White, Heretic in the White House, who's no longer in the White House, praise the Lord. The miracle-selling huckster, who was the spiritual advisor to the world's most powerful man at one time. Dear Lord, help us. So those things are available for you. Those are on Amazon, and they're on some other bookshops, too, on the Internet. I see different places selling the book, which you hope that when you write a book, you hope people will read the book. That's that's why you write books. And so also, if you need to contact me, you can email me, Susan, at propheticnews.com. Dot com. That's my email address, susan at propheticnews.com, and I do read my emails, and I want to thank everyone that sends me emails, and I have some sisters and brothers that send me articles and newspaper stories and whatever, and I want to thank you for sending those to me. Uh, some people do some fantastic research really on different topics and they spend a lot of time doing it which it takes a lot of time when you go looking things up and you you look up one thing and you say wow that's interesting and then it kind of leads you to something else and uh, before you know it you're looking up so many different things but we have the encyclopedia. We have a library right in our own home right now. Amen. We can we can find out just about anything on the internet. Jackie, hi, Jackie. Greetings, Susan, and listeners. Yes, all our listeners around the world, and we especially have we have the most listeners in the United States, and then we have Canada. I think is second, and then we have South Africa. Uh, United Kingdom and Australia. Those are our top five countries of listeners. And of course, there's other 
many listeners in, in many areas of the world. And we, we thank everybody that tunes in to the program and the people that have been tuning in all these years. And, well, it, uh, makes, it makes sense that it would be most listeners in English-speaking countries. Yeah. Although English is becoming kind of a universal language, though, and but but primarily the the languages in those countries you named are English. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if uh, they. I guess they can't translate. They they can translate web pages into other languages, but probably not your. Uh, radio broadcast. Yeah, but I guess that's why. That's a good point. That's probably why I, we get the most listeners in those countries. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I'm glad. Same thing. Yeah, with my network, it's the same way. Yeah, I'm glad we get more listeners in Australia because, of course, Hillsong is like the big thing over there. And oh, Yeah. I, yeah, I'm happy I mean, there's to see teachers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but they have a massive influence there as far as their church at one time. I don't know if they're having in-person services there yet, but their church was massive. Yeah, their lockdown in Australia is much more intense than it is here, or you know, or, or even Canada. And Canada's pretty bad. Now you can't even get from province to province without a a, a green passport showing you've been vaccinated. (gasps) Oh, yeah, there's people that are absolutely locked down into their province. (gasps) That's terrible. Trudeau isn't a very nice guy, I'll tell you that. (laughs) No, he seems like a real, from what I saw of him in the, the the other guy that Macron these young whippersnappers you know they're dressed <laughs> in their uh, very expensive tailor made suits and they're full of pride and uh, they like the power and the control that they have over people it's just strange that that people that are so young are given so much power when they're really not ready for it. No, and I think that that's another reason we see so many changes in our own politics is because so many people who aren't baby boomers are getting in control. You know, the millennials, I guess what you would call them, Uh, you know, the guys under 50. Yeah. Uh, You know, it makes me think of that that old John Mayer song is – when we will rule the world or something, or oh, things going to be better? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think kind of, so. No. Kind of isn't working out that way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, as long as I've been alive, I've never seen so much chaos and so much confusion. No. And no. Of course, I, I was, up in the '60s, we saw plenty of that when we were teenagers. Yeah, it was a little different. It's advanced more, unfortunately. And I mean, I was just thinking about that story the other day of, you know, the Olympics and Summer Olympics is about to go on and they are letting a weightlifter who was born male participate (laughs) with the women. Yeah. I mean, how 
what chance does any woman have to be an athlete now? They don't have any chance. So I'm not, I won't even give the Olympics two minutes. I'm not looking at that foolishness. There's, as they say, they're stuck on stupid. How stupid can you be? <laughs> That's pretty stupid. Yes, and you can see the guy, man. He's this big honking dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, and and then one of an athlete who didn't couldn't cut make the grade was because of that person getting in ahead of her. It was just a terrible story. So it's yeah, terrible. Lunacy going on. It's it's, uh, it's why a lot of people like me we keep keep getting nostalgic for the good old days. <laughs> And yet we had our problems in the good old days, but it's in comparison, you know, it's not as scary then, as, I guess, looking back because we survived it. But, you know, now I don't know how the young people today can really keep their sanity when they look around and see the things that are going on around the planet. I mean, no wonder they're acting crazy because, you know, they've been brainwashed and, and socially engineered at school. And, um, you know, and then when they try to live in the real world, those things that they learn don't help get them through. And, I mean, it's a very, very sad time. Our education system is in a real mess with this critical race theory and teaching, you know, kids that they can transform into trannies at 10. (laughs) I mean, it's like... Oh man! I didn't. I didn't even know what a homosexual was until I was about sixteen or seventeen. I think I never knew what it was. Why does a child need to know what it is? You don't need to know what. No, I didn't know until my older sister got married, and my parents were laughing at Uncle Lloyd because Uncle Lloyd was was uh, drooling over all the young boys at the wedding. And I'm going, what do you mean? I didn't know anything weird yeah, about Lloyd. And, and when you're a, a child, you don't really care. Who cares? I don't want to hear about sex. We didn't even talk about it when we were in grammar school. And of so now with what these children have to go through. and it's I just, know. Yeah. It's corrupting them at a young age. And how could we not expect the... Um, the, the morals of the planet to get to the point where God's going to judge it when that's the way they're being, you know, controlled, really. Well, yeah, until they find out there's no uh, peace in that kind of a lifestyle. Eventually, I guess, after when you when you hear testimonies of people that have come out of homosexuality and they say, well, there was no peace in that lifestyle. And so... It's the same thing when people are committing fornication or they're committing adultery. There's no peace in that lifestyle. Eventually, you, mm-hmm. like the Bible says, there's pleasure in sin for a season. And then when the season's over, you're just, you're miserable. So then you, hopefully, they'll turn to to, to the Lord. Yeah, or else they'll be given over. And that's even worse, you know, when they no longer have a conscience. And, you know, you see, I mean... We had this shooting the other day in in Austin, you know, where it was three teenagers who just decided to shoot the place up on 6th Street. And, um, you know, and and they're not going to prosecute the younger ones because they don't want to let the young ones go to jail because it could hurt their future. (laughs) That's how weird it's getting. Well, the one that was 19, okay, they'll prosecute him, but the other two were involved as well, but they don't want to, you know, hurt their little psyches. Oh, well, 
if you don't teach people the difference between right and wrong, you're going to hurt their psyche. <laughs> you're going to hurt their psyche. But anyway, let, we, we're going to talk today. We're going to talk today now about Antichrist rising. And there are so many signs out there, the signs of the times. And I know, Jackie, you had been talking about this man, Baglow. Is that his name? Baglow, yeah. Baglow. Yes. Um, Well, yeah, he's a uh, the professor at at Notre Dame University, you know, the big Notre Dame in Indiana. So he's a he's a uh, so-called. Well, what was he a professor of? I think he's a professor of uh, astronomy or something like that, because he's, you know, giving the the what what would you call it? The apologetic for the Catholic Church. As far as if the ETs show up, how are we going to fit that into our theology? And so they had a symposium with different so-called experts and all out of Ivy League schools, you know, all these uh, PhDs and these smart guys trying to determine how to fit this um, this thing in, you know, these ETs showing up into uh, Catholicism, into how they're going to get it into the catechism, <laughs> And you know what? And, and it's sounding like it's turning into Mormonism because you know Mormonism has that pretty much an it's pretty much an ET religion when you think about yeah. it because they're they were seated here from somebody from another planet and then different different um, you know when they die and these guys go into their um, afterlife they get to have spirit babies with a polygamous group of women who are always uh, having spirit babies and they're going to, you know, man their own planets. I mean, that's, but you see, that's That's why they have a lot of children. They have, some of them have 30 children, 40 children, 50 children. I know. I lived in Utah for a few years uh, helping my daughter while she was going through college there to help with her granddaughter, with my granddaughter. And uh, we had this house that, it was a, it was a condo that had three floors where you could really literally put three different families on each a different family on each floor but that's because of they don't talk about it so much but the polygamous family so they can keep them in the same house but kind of separate yeah and also when i went through utah a couple times back in the 1970s they they stored food the, the houses I went into, they they had food lined up everywhere. And they yes. said that they they were storing up food for at least a year. They would at least have a year or two worth That's of food. Right. Yeah, they all they all did. So when I was going to yeah. open houses and things like that, we saw that. And if you go on Zillow and and you look through the pictures of of Utah houses and it shows the pantry, they're all filled, and so they're yeah. all ready to buckle down with. You know, no electricity or whatever for a year. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. And you know, they're such false prophets. I was. Um, it, it reminded me, my roommate was a Mormon back. Wow, we're talking early seventies, and she was. She would be a Sunday school teacher. She'd get out, getting drunk and crazy the night before, and get up and teach Sunday school the next day. And one day she came. <laughs> she seriously, she came back. It was before I was a Christian and. We were kind of partying all the time. But anyway, she came home one day and she said, 
oh, I got to store up enough food by the end of the year. And I guess, what year was that, 74, 76, something like that. And she says, because if we don't, she says, we're in big trouble because something horrible is going to happen, according to the Council of Twelve or the, you know, the the bishop prophet. And and so she was, you know, all concerned. And so we stored up all this food and everything, and then it came and went and nothing happened. Oh, well, that's okay. But you see, it's, they, I mean, you talk about those people who, you know, are, are prophesying these end times things that get in the head of the Bible, you know, and starting to put dates on everything, you know, the Herald Camping sorts. I mean, the Mormon Church and the Jehovah's Witnesses have been doing that for years. Yeah. And you know that it's a UFO religion. I'll remember it was the year she was, we were roommates. The, the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind came out, and she went out and saw the movie and came back and said, oh, wow, I just had a religious experience. <laughs> oh. no. And, you know, so she started out more anyway. So I won't get into her story, but she's now into Wicca. She's a, she's a, oh. Wiccan, priest, a Wiccan priestess with a new name. She doesn't go by her oh. name anymore. So it's crazy the way false religion can get a hold of somebody and take you from one step to another. It's it's almost like little initiation things, you know, you can get initiated into this much and then the next time you'll go to the next level until you're pretty much kneeling at the altar of the devil pretty soon <laughs> by the time it's said and done. It, it can it can happen in increments if the if people are following that broad road to destruction. And um that's just the yeah, sad well sad thing about all of this is it's one thing to look at these errors, but it's another thing to to weep over those who are who are trapped because yeah. Jesus came to set the captives free and these people are captives. And yeah, they're captive, especially the women, because you see these polygamists and the men want you to have a sister wife. Yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how they would like it if if the wives wanted to have a brother husband. <laughs> oh, it's definitely the women uh, can't have yeah. brother husbands. It's always you and and you have to. They tell the women you have to accept this, and you can't right. be jealous because that's not a that's not a good resolution. Not normal. Idea. Not for women. I mean, what you talk about Not equal for rights for women. Mormonism doesn't get any sort of equal rights for women. It's funny because no, I ran into two, to two little young elders when I was uh, walking at the uh, lake park the other day, and uh, I overheard them talking to, to somebody on the on the phone. Well, I think she's open to the gospel, but you know, but I, we can't get much further with her. And I could hear uh, they were talking to their bishop or something. They were sitting at the at the park. So when I made my circle around, I came back around. I said, hey, and they were packing up to leave. I said, hey, fellas, uh, what gospel are you preaching? And he goes, they go, they were all excited. Oh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I said, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, of Latter-day Saints? Well, yeah. So I said, how did you know? I said, well, I recognize the uniform, Elder Smith. <laughs> you know, but anyway, I had an interesting conversation with them all the way back. And, and besides... Besides stressing who Jesus truly is, and he's 
he's the, the, the incarnate God of the entire universe and not just this planet. Well, we don't believe that. I said, well, that's because you don't believe the Bible. I said, yeah. you can't have the Bible and you can't have the Book of Mormon because they contradict each other. So one of them yeah. has to go and I suggest you don't toss your Bible. But anyway, then I told him, I said, and be nice to your women. Women don't want to be eternally pregnant. We, it's, it's not a real fun thing. I've done that four times and why, why would you want to push that on your women? I, I just had to throw that in at the end. I don't know how that came. But, you know, you never know. Horrible. The Lord may horrible. bring something to mind when you're talking to people. And But, you know, what? I found it refreshing because we've been so, uh, you know, stuck in our houses and everything and not getting out because of the, the C word that, you know, we dare not speak. But it was uh, refreshing. <laughs> One time I decided instead of doing my you know, my walking exercise in front of my TV screen, I went out and then I ran into that situation. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's that passage, pray God would send people out into the harvest. Yeah. And I, and I think because of computers and everything else, there's not a whole lot of that going on anymore. Well, sometimes nowadays people don't really like to talk to you. And, of course, we used to go door to door at one time. Nobody does that anymore because people don't open their doors. And so, yeah, everything's different. So you, you have to use what you can. If, you, if you're out and about and the Lord gives you an opportunity to witness, then you can. Otherwise, we can use what we have. We have, our, we have the Internet. And, and it's a good way to get the gospel out. It really is because you can, you can really have a big impact and you don't have to spend a million dollars. Of course, some of these TV preachers will tell you otherwise that they need all this big money to do what they're doing. And uh, they, they wind up spending it on themselves. But it, I think that we have, we have a good advantage with the tools that the Lord's given us. Yeah, it, it, it was awful because you couldn't get close to people and Nobody really wanted you talking to them anyway, unless you were far away from them. And then they didn't want to engage in any long conversations. You know? <laughs> so. That's true, because most people have headphones or those little ear bobs. Yeah. They, can't, they can't talk to you at all. That's this part of the reason. Like I said, it's sad because you're not having that much interaction and people aren't having a chance to ask their questions and, you know, for the Lord to give you the answer when those things come up as much as it used to be, you know, because the new tech way of doing everything has changed a lot. Yeah. As far as, you know, evangelism goes. Yeah. As as far as evangelism goes, it's very true. Nothing's the same, but we have to be, we just have to do what, what is available out there because you never know who's listening to you. I'm surprised sometimes when I hear from different people, who's listening to my program, you don't really know. And the thing is they can listen to you in secret. They, nobody has to know <laughs> that they're listening to you because maybe if they knew that if their friends or their family knew that they were listening to the program, then uh, they might be embarrassed or whatever, but they can listen in the privacy of their own home. And yeah, you don't know who you're having. Yeah, you don't know really who you're having an impact on. So yeah, one day we'll know, I think. But not despite of eternity, (laughs) it's true. One day we'll know. But anyway, let's play this uh, 
first audio here from Mr. Baglow. And welcome to the second Steno lecture on extraterrestrials, the science and the theology. If we could turn to Professor Baglow, um, and this question um, brings up the concept of the Trinity, Professor Baglow, and this is from Trevor Stone. Um, and he says, I know that the Trinity is three divine persons in one divine essence. Um, Christ, uh, Jesus Christ, our son, is the son of the Trinity. If each ETRS has an incarnation, how does that fit into the Trinity, um, the Trinitarian understanding? Do they take, is there like, do they take the place of the son or do they fit in another way? So I was wondering if you could just elaborate um, on how this ETRS would fit into our, you know, our, our knowledge of the Trinity, please. Sure. Um, well, I, I think each incarnation would be an incarnation of the divine son. Um, you know, going back to the fathers of the church, the idea here is that the son is the very word, the wisdom, the reason of God through whom the universe is made. And consequently, he's one who comes, becomes flesh and reorders creation when creation becomes fallen, right? Brings things to their fruition as well, um, through the outpouring of the spirit. So the spirit is not left out of this equation, right? The spirit is given to us immediately to us through the incarnation of the son. So in that regard, I think in each case, there would be incarnations of the sun. Um, and this is not a problem for uh, for God to become human, right? It's not like God becomes human while he's God, because God is eternal, right? So I don't think that there's a problem of multiple incarnations, nor did St. Thomas Aquinas, um, who wasn't thinking about ETs, but thinking about multiple human incarnations of something possible for the power of God. <laughs> Wow, I did not yeah. know that Thomas Aquinas thinks that uh, that that God is going to incarnate more than once. Like once wasn't enough. <laughs> I didn't know that either. But it would be interesting to read some of some of that to see exactly what he was saying because I never heard that before. No, that's a new one. And you know, and and so the purpose of the incarnation was to reorder creation. You know. Where where do they get that? I mean, this guy doesn't even know his. Well, I don't know. I was going to say either he doesn't know his Catholic theology, or I or I don't, <laughs> because I didn't know Thomas Aquinas taught there could be many incarnations. No, and, and I didn't know that. And if there are either. many incarnations, how does that set up Catholics to be deceived when the Antichrist does show up on the scene? Because if he says, I'm another reincarnation of Christ, they'll say, oh, oh, good, we were waiting on that. That's wonderful. Thomas Aquinas said that would happen. Oh, man. Well, it and sounds it, like they're preparing them to believe that. Yeah. I mean, it, because this, these are educators. This, this guy's a professor at Notre Dame. Yeah. And, um, and the other guy that was in the same interview, uh, I forget his name, but he, he, was, a, he was another professor at a at a at an Ivy League school. So this is what again we were talking about education earlier. The young people are being prepared for things that you know the baby boomers never would have accepted. And you know that and so these Catholic students is that what they're learning at Notre Dame? That's a really scary thought. That's a real scary thought. But it sounds like that is what they're learning. Here's another clip. 
And there are questions within that question. There's this discussion of, you know, that intelligence being um, uh, artificially generated versus extraterrestrially generated. So I was wondering if we could talk about um, the idea of baptizing um, uh, extraterrestrial life and whether the existence of synthetic intelligence, how that would fit into that discussion. Absolutely. So were we to meet extraterrestrial ETRS, and it was apparent to us that they had no salvation history and needed one, then I think it would be obvious to us that in God's divine wisdom, he wanted us to be the ones that brought the gospel message to them, right? Uh, but we should obviously look rather carefully to make sure that our judgment of that situation is correct. Um, we'd have to know the nature and something of the history of that ETRS, right? And we could join them in a cosmic hymn of praise, um, in, if in fact that was the case. Um, so yeah, and then who knows? Maybe that that encounter, if they're not followed, would benefit us a heck of a lot more than it would benefit them. Things that I read just to develop my reflections was an article by C.S. Lewis that I'd never heard of before called Religion and Rocketry. And it's a fantastic thing. It's on a collection that I think is out of print called On, Ferds, on Fernseed and Elephants and Other Essays. In that, he notes that at one time, it was thought that we were alone in the universe. And opponents of religion took that as an example that we were nothing special, just an accident on some, you know, in some bywater of the universe. And then... Uh, scientific opinions shifted, even in his own day, towards thinking that there were many, many species. And opponents of religion said, there you go. You see, we're nothing special. There's life all over the place. You can see the problem, right? If one's not willing to challenge one's deeper assumptions, then they're not going to change their mind, regardless of whether or not we find ET or not. And I guess at this particular time in American history, I'm very pessimistic about people's ability to change their opinions about anything. <laughs> well, wow. So, did you have you what what does he mean by synthetic? Or she asked the question about synthetic intelligence. Are they ETs or are they synthetic intelligence? Synthetic makes it sound like she thinks we might be dealing with AIs, you know, artificial intelligence of some sort. Yeah. So can you uh does that mean they're going to be also baptizing robots? I mean, you know, the absurdity. And they can say these things with a straight face. And then yeah. and, and then if they are ETs, we're going to baptize them and, and join them in cosmic praise. And as ridiculous as that sounds, uh, a few years back, I think it was that funny church in Boise, Idaho, uh, that had this, this, this Star Wars-themed um, rally in which they were playing songs that somebody claimed was the praise of the stars. And so they would play this, this soundtrack of what sounded like, you know, something you were hearing off of a sci-fi movie. And they were saying that these are actual sounds that stars make. Stars make sounds and that's the stars praising. And so everybody started praising the Lord in their, in, in their, their weird um, shouts and screams and gurgles and everything, uh, along with the universe. So it's not like just the Catholics are going to fall for this stuff, okay? Uh, there are 
crazy uh, cosmic Christians in the NAR that, uh, you know, you just turn on Sid Roth and there you have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so Talk these about are just, aliens from another planet. They're they're on that show, right? And so it's not that it's not going to just be contained to the Catholics. And as a matter of fact, the ones who I think would be deceived by these sorts of ideas are also the ones pushing ecumenism with the Catholics. Yeah. And uh, you know, I shared a, a video on. Um, Rome report from Rome report the other day on Facebook it, it, of the Pope talking about um, you know when he was talking with the Lutherans to, trying to bring oh, yeah, back I have that. unity. Oh, okay. Well, you might yeah, let's play it. Sure. Let me see here. Yeah, here it is. The Pope on unity. Yeah, talking to the Lutherans. We come today to share our joy and our hope as we. Catholics and Lutherans continue our journey from conflict to communion. Pope Francis met with representatives of the Lutheran World Federation on the 491st anniversary of the Augsburg Confession. The Augsburg Confession, originally an attempt to avoid a schism in Western Christianity, was later adopted as the principal Lutheran confessional document. Pope Francis noted the shared treasures common to all Christians, one God, one body, and one baptism. Il Santo Battesimo è il dono divino originario che sta alla base di ogni nostro sforzo religioso e di ogni impegno al raggiungimento della piena unità. Sì, perché l'ecumenismo non è un esercizio di diplomazia ecclesiale. He encouraged all Christians to continue on this journey toward complete unity. Sarà importante guardare con umiltà spirituale e teologica alle circostanze che portarono alle divisioni, nella fiducia che, se è impossibile annullare le triste vicende del passato, è possibile rileggere all'interno di una storia riconciliata. On behalf of the World Lutheran Federation, the Archbishop of the Lutheran Church of Christ in Nigeria, Musa Filibus, gave the Pope a paten and chalice made by the Teze community, a global community of Catholics and Protestants. To conclude their meeting, the Pope invited everyone present to pray together for the restoration of full unity among Christians. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, full full unity, and then they're then they're going to give their cosmic praise with the aliens. Yeah. 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 These are strange times that we're living in. And of course, there's been these unifying talks forever. But I never would have thought that the uh, that ETs, so-called, which are really fallen angels, demons, just playing around with stupid humanity. But I never yeah. thought that that would ever be something that they could point to as a point of unifying, you know, and, you know, and if if all professing Christians and Catholics are of one body, well, then how do you fit these so-called gray aliens into this one body? And why is it that all these gray aliens look like uh, the depiction of, of of demons in horror movies? Yeah. 
They do. They're not very pretty, are they? <laughs> no. No, they are, they're not very pretty at all. They're scary. But, but, but when you see these people who are having these heaven-hopping altered states of consciousness that yeah. are talking, you know, that from the NAR and all of these kinds of things, or, or they're going to this prayer room at Bethel in Reading and, and uh, laying, doing their carpet time under this pyramid. I mean, and even at the Crystal Cathedral, he had this big crystal, giant crystal that had a kneelers around it in the prayer oh. house. And, and so these things... Wow are not just coming out of the blue, even though it seems pretty odd now that the um, the government, the supposedly the Pentagon, gave this 50-some page uh, thing to the Congress yesterday, this, dis- this uh, disclosure of what they know about UFOs. And all that came out of it so far is that, yes, well, we have, rec- we have seen these things. We've had you know, 100 and some odd experiences and uh, only one of them was explainable, and the rest of them, we just don't know. So they're just claiming, yeah, it's real, but we're totally ignorant of its origin. We know it's not coming from the United States. You know, maybe China and Russia are up to no good, but at, at this point in time, it, it you know, we, we can't uh, say that we can have any explanations because we don't. And and that's just a typical demonic um what would you call it? A, a decoy from away from yeah. the things that really matter, because it's it's the devil always works in 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 shadows, no, no substance. And with these you know these UFO things, there's never any substance to them. In fact, most of the ones who are really following the these UFO sightings. Are, are not the military, the ones who are following it are people who are open to the occult and who see that this is part of that and they're still trying to figure it all out, but they're also open to this idea of a cosmic Christ or, you know, some, you know, some higher knowledge and mixing all of that in with these, with these sightings as if, it's all connected, you know, like fairies and gnomes and whatever, because um, these things, I I, I did uh, do a, oh, I posted on YouTube a couple of weeks ago how the devil is a shapeshifter. And that's what's happening. He's coming around and, and deceiving people and, and just leading them on and leading them nowhere. It, it's, none of it is is in the, in the in the realm of reality, it's all smoke and mirrors, and it's very sad that they're going, that religion and those such an established religion, religion as the Catholic Church would try to grab onto that and add that into their catechism for for no better word than that to use for it, and that's where we're at today, and that's pretty scary. It is scary, but the thing is, it kind of goes along with the whole, these whole miracle chasers, these people, yeah, that are chasing these out-of-body experiences, these so-called Christians, and they can't, they can't never get enough. Jesus is never enough for them, so they have to go looking for the next big thrill, and it's the same thing here, but they, these people, they're, of course, demonically inspired, but they know 
they can understand a little bit about human nature and human personality. So they know how to deceive people. Here's the next big thing. So let's go chasing after this until this one doesn't satisfy you. And then we'll give you something else just to keep you Mm -hmm. from the truth and to keep Mm -hmm. you from having peace and just being content with your simple relationship with Jesus. They, they, uh, They always have you chasing after the next experience. Yeah, they're chasing their tails. <laughs> it's tail chasing. They're never going to grasp onto this ethereal sort of thing. And, no. you know, that there, there might be some manifestations of demonic activity that are, you know, showing lights and some sort of energy source and everything. And, and yet there's many testimonies of these things showing up and people will yell, get out of here in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they go away. And so they, uh, and, and, you know, and back then, the UFO ideas as far as them being space brothers that seeded us here and that we need to, you know, turn to them for the answers of, of our problems in life and all of that, that was kind of just springing up these, these, these different uh, um, groups that, you know, little cults that were forming with these ideas. I mean, you know, you can think of Heaven's Gate. That didn't go well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, right. And things like that. And so that's why he wrote that book. And I helped him with editing and proofreading and some of the, the research into it. I, I think, and I wrote this part in UFOs in the New Age, comparing it, uh, the way that these things show up the same way as the so-called uh, Mary. It wasn't even Mary. Our Lady of Fatima. Because Our oh, Lady yeah. of Fatima, she came in in a globe. And so in that book that uh, I helped him write back in 94, I did bring that out. Being an ex-Catholic, I, I thought of that. Bill's guy, I didn't have thought of that. Well, look at it. And, you know, and that's exactly what it was. It was yeah, came a, in in a ball. Yeah. And then and then this apparition shows up. Well, yeah. see, see why it's so easy for Catholics to accept these kinds of things? Because they've already fallen for those things. Yeah, and so it's not that big of a leap. Um, no, it's and, not and, that big of a leap. No, and the devil leads people along, you know, bit by bit. And well, if, if you, you can believe well, Jesus lives in a wafer, you can believe anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You believe anything. Well, that's so. just one of one of many crazy things. They yeah, one of the, one very of many sad. Crazy. It's very very sad, but. Yeah, let's play this audio here about Fatima because, yeah, but I don't think most people even knew that about the uh, UFOs and Fatima. Century. Pope Paul V ordered select documents of the Catholic Church moved from the Vatican Library and closed to outsiders until 1881. Today, the Vatican secret archives are closely guarded, and some researchers believe they contain revelations so explosive that they threaten the doctrine of the Catholic Church. You have to wonder if the secret library at the Vatican, which they acknowledge exists, doesn't have records or chronicles about extraterrestrial contacts that the Catholic Church has recorded and knows happened, but is keeping a secret. 
Might the Vatican's secret archives contain the details of messages Giordano Bruno may have received from extraterrestrials? Information that supports his pronouncements about the universe. When we look at certain specific examples, like Giordani Bruno, we know that there was so more to it than this. The Vatican archives, whenever they're going to be opened, are going to reveal extraordinary levels of detail. According to researchers, the Vatican secret archives holds hidden evidence connected to the miracle of Fatima. It was here, in 1917, that three children claimed to have received messages from what some Catholic theologians believe was the Virgin Mary. In Fatima, children saw an apparition they said was the Virgin Mary. And 70,000 people came to this same sheep pasture. And people said that they saw a spinning silver disc the Catholic Church, for a very long time, would not acknowledge what was happening with the children or Fatima. The extraterrestrials give to the children a telepathic message saying, you are not alone on this planet. We are here. We have been here some thousands of years ago. We observe you. Please prepare mankind that we will return again. All this story of Fatima went to the Vatican. But is it possible, as ancient astronaut theorists contend, that the Catholic Church censored the messages that were received in Fatima? The kids were given three messages, and the Pope refused to release the third message. The third message apparently talks about extraterrestrial life. Now that is sensational because to me to deny the revelation of that particular message and that is exactly what the Pope did. And I wonder why. Some contend that the miracle of Fatima is one of many events that describe visitations from extraterrestrial messengers. Researchers also point to the voices described by Joan of Arc, visions received in Lourdes by Bernadette Subaros, and countless stories depicted in the Hebrew Bible, in which similar events are described. Perhaps the Vatican knows far more about life in the universe than they have acknowledged. But does a belief in alien life question the omnipotence of a supreme being? Of course the Vatican knows about extraterrestrial life, but to suggest that because extraterrestrials exist, that means there is no God, is total nonsense. What are they getting us ready for? Well, that's just it. Yeah, it's in preparation for the landing. Well, I, I just, again, there, I don't believe that there's ever going to be any concrete uh, answer for these things because these are all ethereal. There's not going to yeah. be – the best that they're going to be able to come up with is a human being claiming to be the next incarnation or that he was incarnated uh, from 
you know, the, from God's, you know, that came from another planet and Christ gave him something, you know, so it will be the cosmic Christ. And when the cosmic Christ is something that everybody can have a, a part of and so that we would collectively become Christ. And, um, and again, it's not too far from Catholic theology to believe that when they claim that every priest as he's making the offering on the altar becomes another Christ. That's in their yeah. catechism. Yeah. So, yeah, and then you've got the NAR people claiming that they're the new breed, and you know, and 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 they're the sons of God, and they're and that means that they are God. So. These oh yeah, you can be as God. Yeah. Yeah. So deceptions, yeah, are all over the place. And again, is there anything new under the sun? When that's what the devil said to Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. You know, eat this, and you'll be as God. Yeah. Everybody yes. wants to be God. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but it is it is a it is a preparation for the one world government and the, this new world order that they're putting into place right before our very eyes, and it's happening so rapidly. So you you can see that it's all in preparation for this world leader that people are going to love, and of course they'll they. Part of them loving him is the fact that, yeah, he'll talk about this cosmic Christ that we can all be, have a, a piece of being like Jesus and there won't be any morals, there won't be any right or wrong, which you can see that now, which they're trying to do away with any kind of morality or mm-hmm. trying to say what's bad is good and what is good is bad. We're seeing that more than ever. The confusion, when you look at the news, you can almost bang your head against the wall because you're saying, what are they talking about? And you know that they're just, they just make up stories. They make up facts. They make up history. So it's very, very hard for people to be able to discern the truth if they don't have discerning of spirits, if they don't have the Holy Spirit, if they're not born again. It would be mm-hmm. very, very hard for people to discern what the signs of the times. Well, he's going to come and he's going to perform lying signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So yeah. they're going to be pretty impressive lying signs and wonders. But first, everybody has to be prepared to be looking for some some savior to come and and stop the human race from destroying itself, which is what the claim of these people who follow the UFOs on just about every site is this, those that seeded us in the past and they're coming back to make sure that we don't uh, self-annihilate and they're here to help us. And that's the, that's the common message that's coming through. And of course it's all through telepathy. They're, they're, even even when they claim to have been abducted and things like that, the claim is that these ugly-looking demonic greys are speaking to them mind-to-mind mind and, and not opening their mouths and not speaking. Yeah. And so it's it's so it everything is in the is in the um, field really of of metaphysics, and these things are as deceptive as they can be, and they all deny that that Jesus is the Christ and the only begotten son of God. They will deny that through and through and say, oh, well, you know, he was a great man, but we're even greater. And, you know, he's, he's with us up here. So 
it, you know, it is going to be that clever, especially as, unfortunately, the younger generation is really, they cut their teeth on this stuff with some of the crazy sci-fi that they grew up with. I mean, when we were kids, you know, we watched The Legend of Frankenstein or Dracula. I mean, if we're scary movies, Uh, you know, the worst that it got was, the movie, the, the Day the Earth Stood Still. And the message that the uh, character played by, what was his name, Rennie, something. Um, I never watched oh. that movie. Oh, uh, well, he, he, the big message, and it was like, wow, it was like in the 1950s. And wow. so this, this alien who had just been raised from the dead by his, by his AI, uh, uh, Gort, was the robot's name that raised him from the dead. And then he comes out and he gives the big explanation that we're coming here and warning you that we'll eliminate you if you keep going in the way of this kind of violence and and making of weaponry. And so you got that happened in the 50s. And then now the 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 idea that people are getting telepathically is pretty much the same thing. And that these things have to show up to help us along. And they will they will even try to look at some scriptures that might back that up. Just like in that clip just now, that there was ETs in the Old Testament. Well, what they're pointing to is Ezekiel's will within a wheel, the, the vision that yeah. came down. And try to claim that that was a UFO. Well, that wasn't unidentified. That was a... It might have been a flying object, but it was an identified flying object. Yeah. <laughs> and and so they'll try to take things like that as evidence to try to get to the skeptics. They don't like skeptics. You know how this no. every, you know, if you don't go along with the program, you get marginalized and ridiculed and you will be called a skeptic if you don't go along with this when this man shows up you know, given the signs and wonders and claiming that he is being, you know, that he was sent here or that he is getting his powers from his personal contact with the ETs. And that's, you know, a lot of people have seen that as a possibility for a long time. And I think the more you see this stuff heat up, the more that appears to be what's happening. Like you said, preparing people to accept what they might not accept otherwise. Well, we're seeing that because you see that it's kind of like the Tower of, of Babel, or Babel, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. But they they wanted God didn't want them to have one language, so now they don't want you to have a country. They don't want you to have nationalism. Mm-mm. So and so they're they're tearing down those barriers, and they're doing a pretty good job of it really, of, of doing that. And so then you get people to to accept just about anything and you don't have law and order. You have, now you have political prisoners, more political prisoners than you ever thought you were going to see. Mm, yeah. To me, very yeah. shocking. People who just happen to be in the wrong place on January yeah. 6th, yeah. being rounded up and arrested without yeah. due process. Without yeah. the process. So it's Just crazy. Just being at the wrong place at the wrong time, that makes you guilty. And you don't even, you know, have the the speedy trial that, that you know, 
our Bill of Rights gives us the right to a speedy trial. That, that's on the shelf. Those people are still behind bars without any bail, and they didn't do anything because they, they were in there. <laughs> well, they were in there, and some of the, the Capitol Police opened the door for some of these people. <laughs> they let them in. I, I thought, now, for some of the people that were breaking the windows and those kind of things, no. And I, I still don't know who was behind the whole thing, but maybe we'll find out. But anyway, uh, they, I thought that it was a public building and people were allowed in there anyway. So, right. But I remember at the time, a week, a week before, a week before that happened, you know, like around New Year's, they, there was a, um, a call from Antifa and I saw people showing the pictures of it and asking people to come up and to look patriotic and to cause a scene. So it was already premeditated to cause a scene and blame it on, on the Trump supporters. That was yeah. that was part of the fix. The fix, the fix was in. We saw that. We were talking about this. Uh, this, this me and my my uh, kids about how like look at this. It was out there. That was it. And so these ones that were breaking the windows and doing all that, they were the Antifa people stirring that up. And 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 it worked well, unfortunately and it's funny that it worked especially when it was so obvious and it was out there in the public domain to see that they were up what they were up to so well, i we'll just see. we'll see who I'm, was behind yeah. it because they're saying it there was it could have even been some government officials that were well the government officials seemed to just stay back and say yeah come on in i mean there was no there was nobody stopping them so no, it's hard to say. Them. Even the girl that got shot, the girl that got murdered in cold yeah. blood there, Ashley Babbitt, she yeah. wasn't armed. And there was Capitol no. Police officers standing right behind her. So if she was doing something wrong, you think they would have tackled her or something. But somebody comes out of the shadows with a pistol and kills her. And so it was very bizarre. The whole thing was very bizarre. But it's that's the thing is slowly they chip away at your freedoms and so you just have to do what you what you can do to get by but, nowadays i'll tell you well you wonder if it's all a setup for everybody to look for uh maybe not trump but some man to come in and solve all of these differences since the divides are so are so big now. Well, we know that. We know that. Yeah. It's all in preparation for this, whoever this man is that's going to come. Because you see that they, they put in a leader that's weak and doesn't have his mind. And they, yeah. got people to, they got people to accept that. So then how long are people going to accept all the high prices and all the things that are changing so drastically in our American way of life? So... Yeah, eventually they're going to be looking for somebody to rescue them, and we don't but, know but who it's, it is. It's global. But, yeah, it's global. global. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it not is just global. America. No, it's not just America because everybody suffered. The whole world suffered from this pandemic, and you see how fast they can immobilize you. Like mm -hmm. they can release somebody release this virus. And they were able to immobilize the whole world. Well, everything was shut down over here where I live. When I went out one day for a ride, 
that was what was it about a year and a half ago or so when they first had the lockdowns. Everything was closed. Every restaurant, there was nobody on the roads. It was so eerie. But you see how fast they can shut you down. And uh, yeah. so it's all in preparation for what's coming. And I feel I, I feel really sorry for people that don't know the Lord. Your heart goes out to them because what hope do they have? What They don't have anything to lean on. At least I could still be happy. I could still have my joy because and my peace because I have Jesus. But if you don't have Jesus... I don't know how people, and they're not holding it together. You see little by little people cracking up all over the place on airplanes and cars or shooting people driving by. And they're, and this, on airplanes, they're fighting with each other. And, and uh, so people are just going crazy. But again, it's a setup. And the Catholic Church is very much a part of that and have been over the centuries, and they didn't just become that just now. I, I was, I'm looking at this so-called prophecy. Now, this book that I have, I refer to this a lot on my own show. Is It's called Catholic Prophecy, The Coming Chastisement. And it's all the different prophecies of what's going to happen at the end of days or whatever, all from a Roman Catholic perspective by their, their saints and their mystics and their stigmatists. And so this particular one, that just made me think of it as we were talking about the chaos and what's going to happen is there's a, a, a saint by the name of St. Francis of Paola. He was born in Italy 15th century and they're quoting him in this book. He says, by the grace of the almighty, the great monarch will annihilate heretics and unbelievers. He will have a great army and angels will fight at his side. He will be like the sun among the stars. His influence will spread over the whole earth. All in all, there will be on earth 12 kings, one emperor, one pope, and a few princes that will lead holy lives. So there's this this prophecy among lots of different mystics in Catholicism talking about this coming great monarch. And he's going to be coming against the um the evil pope the anti-pope but and yeah. so but there's going to be a great monarch and then there's going to be a holy pontiff that are going to try to take back catholicism because supposedly under this anti-pope the catholic church is going to be under siege and a lot of these catholics so like michael matt and some of the other ones that i monitored today they will point to some of these Things saying that this is what is happening right now, the fulfillment of it under uh, Pope Francis, who is destroying the Catholic Church and has paganized it. Uh, so it's it's. Well, so he, it's didn't, looking, he didn't need too much help paganizing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But you know, bringing in Pacamama and some of these other things. Um, but 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 this, I believe, is a very possible false flag that that the devil has put into some of these prophecies uh, it's again quoting this saint francis funny that this guy's name is francis it says yeah, that the right? power, <laughs> yeah the, then then this good one the the powerful monarch who will be sent by god will uproot every republic he will submit everything to his authority and he will show great zeal for the true church of christ of course, they, they think that's a Catholic one. 
the empire of the Mohammedans will be broken up, and this monarch will reign in the east as well as in the west. All All nations will come to worship God in the true Catholic and Roman faith. There will be many saints and doctors of the church on earth. Peace will reign over the whole earth because God will bind Satan for a number of years until the days of the son of perdition. Again, they, they love to grab little bits of scriptures to yeah, throw in do. there. Yeah, yeah, this part of the Even deception. We never I mean, after read the Bible. We never, I, all I my years in Catholic school, and I was in Catholic school for seven years. We never read the Bible, never. Well, you have to consider it was the it was the Bible, the Word of God that Satan quoted to Jesus. So yeah. nothing new here. Um, yeah. So so it, he continues. No one will be able to pervert the Word of God since during the sixth period there will be an ecumenical council, which will be the greatest of all councils. And uh, by the power of the great monarch, by the authority of the holy pontiff, and by the union of all the most devout princes, atheism and every heresy will be banished from the earth. The council will define the true sense of holy scripture, and this will be believed and accepted by everyone. Yeah. So they're going to, well, you know, give us their, only, only their official interpretation of the Bible will be allowed. Well, of course, they, they used to tell us not to read it because we couldn't understand it. But <laughs> when we were Catholic, <laughs> here's a here's a clip. Now here's Taylor Marshall. He's going to tell you what you can do to overcome the Antichrist. I, I didn't know that you could do this, but here. Um, there's been a lot of examples, or we might say types, of the Antichrist throughout time. Of course. Political leaders who have persecuted the church are almost always identified as the Antichrist in their time. I think here of great, you know, villains such as Caligula or Nero. Um, but even in, you know, the last hundred years, a couple hundred years with, you know, Stalin and Chairman Mao in China and, you know, uh, Lenin and Hitler, these are men who have persecuted the righteous. And what's kind of scary. You know, we got to be hopeful, we got to be joyful, but what's kind of scary is this antichrist will be worse than all of those. He'll be way worse than Chairman Mao, he'll be way worse than Hitler or Stalin, um and he's going to have a deep hatred for Jesus, for Mary, for Joseph, a deep hatred for St. Michael, St. John the Baptist, all the saints, and he's going to have a deep hatred against you. If you're still alive when this happens, this could be hundreds of years from now. It could be who knows, but he will have a hatred for you. The good news is, is that you have been given the grace of God and you will, if it is the time, be given special graces that God has prepared only for his children, only for his disciples in that time period, special graces. In fact, St. Vincent Ferrar, that great saint and Dominican says that in these last days, in this tribulation period, only people who have received the sacrament of confirmation will be able to endure the Antichrist. So we know that the sacrament of confirmation gives us great graces to be soldiers for Jesus and to resist evil and heresies. So thank God for the sacrament of confirmation. If you haven't received the sacrament of confirmation, one of the seven sacraments of the church, do so as quick as you can. Talk to a priest and get confirmed. You need to receive confirmation, or as they call it in the East, 
chrismation, the sacrament of confirmation or the sacrament of chrismation. <laughs> yeah, well, Taylor Marshall oh. used to be part of the Eastern Orthodox, and then he converted over to Catholicism. Now, he wrote the book Infiltration, you know, showing how right now that the Catholic Church is under a hostile leadership, and he's one of those guys that, you know, believes in the, the what do they call it, the Trinitine Trinit, Mass or something like that, where they do it in um, Latin. Oh, right. I didn't Trinitine, know that. Yeah. You could overcome. I yeah, know well, confirmation it's confirmation. <laughs> And, you know, and there is no such thing in the Bible as some sacrament of confirmation. They kind of, they kind of plagiarize that from the Jews and their, because it's the same time when they're like 12 years old that they can uh, be bar mitzvahed. You know, they just borrowed it and, and, you know, put their own spin on it. I didn't even know what I was doing. I think I was seven or nine when they made us do it. No, at seven I didn't even know what I was doing at seven, I, you made your first Holy Communion and confession. Yeah, but I think after that, you got And at 12. No, no, I yeah, wasn't I 12. I was younger I was 12 that. because they said that's when you reach the age of reason. That's how they told me. That's why you had to do your confirmation. I didn't know what I was Because you reached doing. the age of reason. Well, then you didn't reach the age of reason yet. Yeah, but, when <laughs> but they, you, know, I, you just did it because they told you you had to do it. It wasn't anything that you volunteered to do. You didn't say, no. oh, I want to be confirmed. You had to be. Everybody had to be. At a certain age, you had to go for, for confirmation. But what did I know? I didn't know anything. I didn't know that I had to be born again. I just went and did what they told me to do. Well, supposedly this great time that's that's supposed to come with this great monarch was also prophesied by Our Lady of Fatima, which, you know, I find interesting. And um, so there's but there has to be not only this reunification of, of all Christians under the Roman Catholic, but the Mohammedans, which, of course, is Islam. And it's in another one of their, their so-called prophets have also said the Chinese also will all become Catholic. So the whole world will be Catholic. Yeah, and that's what they think. Yes. Well, that's what they well, say. And yeah, so they're going to have they this. Why? That's what they right. want. Right. Yeah. Well, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Let's hear what Ralph Martin has to say here. Let's oh, boy. Yeah. Would we not be among those who refuse being gathered to Mary's immaculate heart? Because, as, as Mary said of Fatima, Jesus wants devotion to the immaculate heart of Mary to be established in the world. Hey, you may not fully understand all the theology, but it's what Jesus wants. He wants us to love him like Mary loves him. He wants us to know it's possible for human beings to love in that kind of way and be loved in that kind of way. Jesus wants us. This is pretty amazing. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus said that. Did you know Jesus said that he wants you to worship the Immaculate Heart of Mary? I, I didn't know that. Mm, no, no. Did somebody tear it out of her chest, just like the Sacred Heart of Jesus? These things are... These are these are fables, and and it's sad. And you know, and Ralph Martin is one of those Catholic lay people that was um, 
accepted in the so-called charismatic Catholic movement that they would yeah, he was yeah they, yeah they would have these joint gatherings like the Congress on the Holy Spirit groupings and things like that and he'd be one of their keynote speakers along with Billy Graham and um, others yeah I went to the one in 1987 in New Orleans and he was there and uh, well um, the everybody gathered in the main huge. Oh, it's that huge stadium where everybody went during Katrina. That, that, the, oh, yeah, like, there's, yeah, where they play football. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Billy Graham didn't show up physically. He gave a recorded message, you know, in approval oh. of all, all that was going on. And, you know, and it was the Catholics, the nuns, the priests, the charismatics. And, of course, you know, it, you know they had Ralph Martin. And... Ken Copeland was there. In fact, I met him there, actually, and it was kind of a creepy uh, confrontation with him. I won't go into that. But, um, oh, <laughs> John San- John and Paula Sanford, you know. Oh, they yeah, wrote- they were big on the whole unity thing. Yeah. yeah. They wrote The Transformation of the Inner Man, which had to be uh, part of the the the, the extra-biblical Bible that every beard had to go by. Yeah. That so was creepy of, stuff. Well, yes, and see, as creepy as it was back then in, you know, 1987, it's 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 worse today. But those yeah, things were seeded. That was leaven that just kept going. And it's, you know, it's still here today and they're still looking for this final unification of all Christians and and they're saying people like James Robeson are teaching that until that happens, Christ cannot come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or as Paul, as Earl Polk, the creep, used to say, is held in the heavens until. Yeah, well, he can't come back until we get it all straightened out down here. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's the thing is they they like to twist scripture. They like to say that. God doesn't like people that bring a division between the brethren, that bring strife. Well, he doesn't like when you're preaching false doctrine. That brings division between the brethren. And so uh, that's really what the word of God is talking about. Don't uh, be teaching false doctrine and be open to, to correction which most of these people know they're not open to correction. If if you correct them or try to correct them, they say that they're being persecuted and uh, how dare people talk about you. But you should, if somebody's pointing something out to you, you should at least say, okay, I'll pray about it. I'm going to look at it. Let me look at it and I'll look at it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's Mm -hmm. okay. I could be wrong about something. But you see, these people are so puffed up with pride they can't be corrected. And so then anything goes, any doctrine goes, any weird testimony goes. And like we were saying, you see that on Sid Roth's program. Yikes, you see every weird person that you wouldn't even believe exists with these crazy testimonies. You wonder, what are they smoking? I mean, <laughs> what kind of LSD are they taking? That they go I don't know. What? What was what was uh, Thomas Aquinas taking when he decided there's going to be more incarnations? Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. So what's going on? Uh, yeah, it's crazy, but 
it's all leading to the one world government and they're trying to squash free speech and Mm -hmm. doing things that you would never think you would see happening by by our government and so you say to yourself well thank god i know god has a government i like his government a lot better and uh so i know i'm he's not going to persecute me for telling people the truth but anyway let's play this scripture here we're getting ready to close 12 minutes but let's play this is matthew 24 chapter 24 and jesus went out and departed from the temple And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved." And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. 
Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When it... Amen. 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 That's powerful. His word is so powerful, and every bit of it's going to come true, every jot and tittle. Yeah, and it, it gives us hope. And it gives us great peace, the word of mm-hmm. God, and the things that Jesus warned warned us about, the things that we have to be on the lookout for. And it's it's great that he tells us <laughs> yeah. to be prepared. But you wonder how much we're going to see before things get as dark and evil, you know, because I know if we're, if we're being marginalized now because we don't accept the, the you know the new truth which is false, how's it going to be then? You know, it's 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 going to get bloody, unfortunately, and it's well, hard to prepare oneself for that. <laughs> it's very hard, but the thing is, thank God I'm older. I, I was saying that to myself today. Thank God I'm older and I don't have to, I'm not a teenager growing up with mm-hmm. all this. I'm old enough now that my days are numbered. So, which is, yeah. is more comforting to me because I would hate to have to grow up in this era. It's really, Why is really it said, woe to those who are with child in those days. And, yeah. you know, and I think of my own grandchildren and I'm thinking, ugh. What a world to put them into, but again, that's, that's why we we hope for his rescue. <laughs> well, that's that is it's our great hope. So we have to work while we can and do whatever we can to get people ready. And hopefully, some of these young people will come to know the Lord at a young age, and then life won't be so difficult for them, like it was for us. It took thirty years. And hopefully for some of these young people, it won't take so long and uh, they can see the light. That's what we hope for. But anyway, Jackie, uh, thanks for coming on today. Great program as usual. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I always enjoy having you. How how about uh, where people can contact you? Well, they can actually sign up for my newsletter. Just go to christiansentinel.com. And fill out the little email, put your email address in there and everything to sign up for my monthly newsletter. And in it, I kind of go over everything that I've done for that month and, the, you know, what's going on with the Christian Sentinel Radio and what we talk about on Facebook and also YouTube. So I give a summary of all of that and, and then talk about, you know, what we've been through and what we're facing. So I'm no prophet, though, but... By golly, I sure love the prophetic scriptures. Yeah. And so if people want to uh, find you on Facebook, they can find you there. And sure. you have a public Facebook page. So 
Also, of course, there's some great articles there on her website, thechristiansentinel.com. And I think you'll enjoy some of these articles. They're very well written and very well researched. And, of course, Jackie uh, was asking you to sign up for her newsletter. She's not going to send you appeal letters. (laughs) No. Some people say, "Well, you sign up for my newsletter, and then all you all you do is get begging letters from people." Yeah, but, or you know, else they but, sell your email address yeah, to exactly. some other people, and you get yeah, you go, well, "How did I get on this list?" I know no, that ain't gonna happen. Oh. No, that that doesn't happen. It's just merely that she wants your email address in case we get kicked off the internet. That we have exactly. a way to communicate. Yeah, we have a way to communicate with people. Because we don't know uh, yeah. how, how long we're going to have this freedom. We really don't. Yeah. That's why and I started a, it. Not that we'd get kicked off the Internet, but that we'd kick, get kicked out of social media, off of YouTube, yeah. and things like that. Hopefully, we can still have email. That might be the last bastion of our technology pretty soon. Well, we we're hope we can. Access yeah. to. Otherwise, yeah. we'd go back to mail, sending, sending wow. people things by mail like we used to do. Uh, We used to. That's how the Christmas Central started as a magazine. Yeah. That's it. That's how I always communicated with people that were interested in my ministry was through the mail. So if we have to go back to that, we will. But that's it. We don't know how much longer we're going to have these freedoms. There are certain things they let you say. And I know that I get shadow banned on Facebook because I'll post something and I don't get any comments. And I say, that, that, it can't be that I'm not getting one comment on this very yeah. controversial article. Don't tell me that one pe- person doesn't even have anything to say. Uh, so, yep. Like to have the yeah. same problem. Yeah. And so I don't like it. And, but thank God we still have Blog Talk Radio, and we can we have freedom on Blog Talk Radio to say whatever we want, really. Appears, appears that way, yeah. Never had a yeah. problem. No, never had a problem. But I've been that, with them for 11 years, and so not a problem. No, never had one problem telling me that I can't say that. So thank God for that. But anyway, thank you, Jackie. And You're uh, welcome. We'll be talking, we'll be talking right. soon. Okay. God bless. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That's our program for today. And don't give up hope now. Don't give up hope. We we know what's coming. We know what's ahead. But we know who ha- who holds our future, right? And maybe some of you out there, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, and you say, Oh, you talk about all these things. You talk about Antichrist, and you talk about this thing happening and that thing happening. Well, if you give your life to Jesus, he will be with you through every storm and every tribulation. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And you'll have a blessed hope. I don't know how people can live without hope. I don't know how people can live without Jesus. And it's a decision that you'll never regret. If you ask the Lord to come into your life and you ask him to forgive you of your sins, he will come into your life and he will change your life. Jesus said in the third chapter of John that you must be born again. First, you're born of your mother and then you must be born again 
by the Spirit of God. And that happens when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and repent of your sins. And you will see a change in your life. You will see an absolute change. The scales will fall off your eyes and you will no longer be searching for truth because you will realize that you have found the way, the truth, and the life. So don't give up. No matter what you've done in your life, God can forgive you and give you a brand new life. He did it for me. He gave me a brand new life 40 uh, 40 years ago. (laughs) Hard to believe. And I've never regretted it for one moment. I'm so grateful for his amazing grace. And you can be too. God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being in the chat room. Rick and Vince from Truth Truth Sharks Radio on Blog Talk Radio. You might want to check that out. And Sister Shannon, thanks everybody for stopping by. Bye-bye. Thank you.